Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly where I share my behind the scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. Today I want to share with you a step-by-step guide that I used to write my most recent back of book blurb, but before we get to that, I have a special announcement. Today is book release day for Out of Control. I am so delighted to share this book with the world. Out of Control is book six in the Polyamorous Passion series, and it is the epic conclusion to Helen's story. We find out how she juggles things as an ambitious boss lady when her husband falls in love with his boyfriend. Out of Control is a romantic comedy with some funny elements around the etiquette of sexting, as well as a pretty cute homage to When Harry Met Sally. It's not a holiday romance, but the ending does occur on New Year's Eve, so right now is kind of the perfect time of year to read the book. You can grab your copy at saganmorrow.com slash books. It's also available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, or pretty much any other ebook store. You can just search my name, Sagan Morrow, or the series title, Polyamorous Passions, and this book should pop up for you. I can't wait for you to read it. It's my favorite one in the series to date. So grab your copy right now. I'll, I'll just sit here and wait. <laughs> the link is in the show notes. And then we can get to today's episode. Okay, have you bought your copy of Out of Control? Fantastic. So today's episode here on Indie Author Weekly is all about my step-by-step guide for how to write a back-of-book blurb for your book. This, which is essentially the foundation of a marketing and sales pitch for any book, is something that I have really struggled with ever since I started writing the the Polyamorous Passion series a year and a half ago. And I even tried hiring two different book marketing companies um, for books four and five in my Polyamorous Passion series, and things didn't go nearly as well as I would have liked to with either one of them, to be honest. Um, The companies were both really lovely, but the results were disappointing. I will absolutely share more about that in a future episode. If you would like me to get candid about it, if you want sort of that inside scoop, um, just message me on Twitter or Instagram at SaganLives and let me know if you want to hear about it. So one of the things that did come up as sort of a throwaway comment from both of those marketing companies was that my back of book blurbs could use some work. And it's something that I knew, I've I've known kind of from the start that I should put more effort into it, but it kind of hit home when things didn't work out with a second marketing company um, because I had really high hopes with them. And so when things didn't quite work out, I was like, okay, that's that's a good sign that I, I really should put that effort in, right? So that's why I decided that it was time to up my game in that department for Out of Control. So this is book six in the Polyamorous Passion series, and that really means that I have been losing out on lots of opportunities by waiting this long to put more effort into the back of book blurb. After all, besides the cover design, the blurb on the back of the book is one of the most important things that a potential reader will look at to help them decide whether or not they should buy and read a book, right? I mean, I know that I absolutely want to see what the book is about. You turn the book over, you read the book, the back of the book blurb, and if it's not appealing enough, if it's, if it's not engaging enough, then I'm probably not going to read it, and I bet that you are the same. 
Now that I knew that I had to put the effort into improving my back of book blurb writing skills, the first thing that I did was try to get at the root of why I thought it was such a nuisance to write. Why was I struggling with this so much? This is something that I teach all the time to other solopreneurs in my online courses at saganmorrow.com, so it was really great to be able to apply that technique to my author career as well. And once I started probing to get to the actual issue, I realized that one of the main reasons why I was dragging my feet on writing good book blurbs was because it felt more complicated and tedious than it needed to be. So I would just rush and do it and then put it out there. So I thought to myself, okay, Sagan, there has to be a better way. There has to be a more enjoyable way to do this and an easier way to go about writing a back of book blurb. None of the tips that I found online were quite what I was looking for, so I decided to create my own step-by-step guide, because that's how I roll. And here's the interesting thing. I ended up actually getting a pretty good response rate from book bloggers when I sent this book blurb to them for book six. I think I actually got something like three times the response rate compared to when I submitted my last book to people for consideration. And that's really interesting. And I'm pretty sure that this, you know, three times the response rate compared to book five, I'm pretty sure it's something like seven times the response rate um, compared to any of my previous books before book five. So that's pretty cool. That's a lot more book bloggers who accepted the book and are therefore reading it, which means that there's a higher chance that they will also review the book and then share details about it with their audiences, which then expands readership for polyamorous passions in general. I will definitely be using this method again to write back of book blurbs for my future books, and I think I will also use it to spice up the blurbs for books that I've already published too. So it'll be interesting to see if that then correlates to an increase in sales on Amazon and Kobo and so and so forth um, with those other books. I will keep you posted on that once all of those back of book blurbs are updated. Okay, what is this method for how to write a back of book blurb? Let's dive in. Step number one, identify the genre and common tropes for your book. For example, with Out of Control, the genre is romantic comedy and also contemporary romance. Some of the tropes in that book include office romance, ambitious career woman, and unrequited crush. Now, for this book and for my previous books in the series, I tend to figure out the tropes kind of after the fact, and I figure out the genre like along the way, the sort of subgenre of romance along the way. For my next book, book seven, it's going to be a little bit different because I already know these major big tropes that are going to be in it. So that'll be very interesting. And I think it'll make this whole process a lot easier knowing going into it, what are the big common tropes, common themes that people see in this genre? Um, what are What is already going to be included in that book? So that might actually make the process a lot easier. And as a result, I would probably recommend that if you are if you haven't written your book yet, try to identify early on what you plan what kind of tropes you plan on including because then you're not going to have to figure it out after you've written your book and try to identify, oh, does this fit a particular trope or not? 
Okay, so that's step number one. Identify the genre and common tropes for the book. Step number two, make a list of notes detailing what a reader can expect to get from your book. You can do this through mind mapping or with a brainstorming session, or you might even want to go through your book chapter by chapter and identify three feelings or events from each chapter. Here's a real life example of how I applied this. I went through my entire book chapter by chapter and made a bullet list of the actual beats of what happens in each chapter. It was about five or six points per chapter and these were all events that happened in that chapter or really important realizations that the main character Helen has in a particular scene and so on. It ended up being about three pages long, so pretty detailed considering that this is a 30,000 word novella. Step number three, cross-list the notes that you just made from your book. Are there recurring themes? For example, did you write down steamy romance for five out of your 10 chapters? Or do you find that terms like heartwarming and sweet relationships and charming hero come up a lot? This will help give you a general sense of the themes for this particular book. Highlight those or arrange them together visually to help you see them better. I made a bullet point list of about 10 tropes and phrases for Out of Control, but even then I found that I was still writing down tropes and phrases that felt much heavier than the tone of the book actually is. And this has kind of been a bit of a problem of mine this entire time with this series. I keep on talking about it like it's heavy in all of my marketing when they're actually nice, light, fun reads. So that brings us to the next step. Step number four, find other books in your genre and check out what they did for their back of book blurb. You'll want a sample size of at least four or five books and preferably closer to 10 if you can find them. The idea here is that you are getting a feel for what makes these books successful based on the back of book blurb alone. You want these to be popular books within the genre, so focus on bestsellers or well-known authors and see if you can identify any patterns between them. To give you an example, when I wrote the book blurb for Out of Control, I gathered together a selection of romantic comedies, chiclet, and contemporary romance novels that I have read and enjoyed, and which are all fairly popular or they're um, written by well-known authors, and also which I have a similar so sort of tone and feel um, in Out of Control. So I wrote books that are very sort of similar in that tone. So the books that I gathered together, in case this is of interest to you, um, included Passion on Park Avenue by Lauren Lane, Love the One You're With by Emily Giffen, The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye, Everyone Worth Knowing by Lauren Weisberger, Confessions of a Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella, Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan, and Something Borrowed by, by Emily Giffen. When I compared all of these back of book blurbs, I found this cross section to be an interesting one because they span such a long period of time in terms of publication dates, 2001 to 2019. That's a, that's a pretty big difference. And the style of writing back of book blurbs has not changed. 
there was so many similarities between them. And so I saw this as a really good thing because it indicates that there is a specific formula to follow that's really effective. So that was very helpful for me to figure out how to write in a more lighthearted tone when I am talking about my books. Step number five, write three different back of book blurbs based on that sample size. For example, you might, to start, you might want to start one book, one book blurb with a question, or you might want to change the perspective from one book blurb to the next, and so on. So you write three different back of book blurbs for your book, then you're going to review the different variations and you will choose between them or you can cobble them together into one or you might even want to get feedback from someone else on their thoughts on it. And there you have it. Your back of book blurb is complete. So I want to share with you the original back of book blurb that I wrote as well as the newer one for Out of Control. I find myself, like I said, weirdly gravitating toward writing more dramatic blurbs, which again isn't really accurate or in keeping with the tone of the books that I write. So this was one of the big reasons why I really knew that I needed to why I needed to freshen up my my book blurbs. Okay, here is the original blurb that I wrote for Out of Control before I did this above, you know, this whole step-by-step process for updating it. Helen and Ben might have an open marriage, but they still have rules for their relationship. The most important rule, don't fall in love with anyone else. Ben just broke that rule. With less than a year of marriage under their belt, Helen is tormented by how quickly her carefully laid plans are falling into disarray. And since she's preoccupied with handling a myriad of new responsibilities due to her recent promotion at the office, an unsettled home life is the last thing she needs. But as Helen's own liaisons with her wedding photographer escalate, and now that she has the possibility of a tumultuous affair with her soon-to-be ex-boss on the horizon, she starts to wonder, could she be falling in love with other people too? And what does that mean for her marriage? Their marriage might be crumbling before it even began. With Ben's patience wearing thin, time is running out and Helen needs to decide if she's willing to accept that maybe there are some things she can't control after all. Okay, that's the original book blurb. It's not terrible, but it sounds much more intense and dramatic than the book actually is. So after doing this whole step-by-step process of writing a better book blurb, here is what I came up with as the final version. So this is the version that you will see on the paperback. Um, It's the same description that you're going to see on Amazon and Kobo and all of that. Some rules are made to be broken. It's not that ambitious, pragmatic Helen Gilbert needs everything done her own way. It's just that her way is always the best way. And that holds true for everything in her life, from reorganizing her boss's filing cabinet without telling him, to her volunteer work with managing a charity fashion show, to the rules she has with her new husband, Ben, about their open relationship. The rule she's most adamant about No falling in love with anyone else. Ben just broke that rule. And what's more, Helen might be, horror of horrors, catching feelings for other people too. Suddenly, all of her careful planning and preparation has gone up in flames. 
Helen realizes that perhaps she doesn't have everything in her life under the meticulous command she thought she did. And now she has to decide if she's willing to give up that control to save her marriage. So can you see the difference between these two blurbs? You can see how the second one is just a little bit lighter and I think a little bit more intriguing. I made an extra version of it as well, which is a little bit shorter to use for social media purposes. And I also used it when I was following up with some book, blur book bloggers um, if they didn't respond to my initial email. So this um, helped bring in a, um, a new set of book bloggers who were interested in reading it. And this option of the book blurb is something that I can use for marketing purposes in general as another way to resonate with readers. Okay, so here it is. Helen Gilbert has it all. The perfect career. The perfect husband. The perfect open relationship. With complete control over everything in her life and business, Helen is unstoppable. She makes the rules and has it all figured out. That is, until her husband, Ben, breaks the number one rule of their open relationship. No falling in love with anyone else. And what's more, Helen might be on the verge of breaking that rule too. Will she be able to embrace a whole new lifestyle that she, for once in her life, does not have absolute control over? So that's the, con that's the uh, condensed version. Now, it's a good idea to have a one-sentence overview of your book blurb as well. You might want to consider this as kind of your bonus step in our step-by-step guide. Here, you are distilling your entire book down to what its real essence is. It will be easier to identify after you write a few variations of your back of book blurb. With that in mind, this is what I wrote for the one-sentence overview of Out of Control. Out of Control is a fun, light romance that explores the ups and downs of the first year of marriage, the adventures in choosing an alternative lifestyle, and how friendship can help us overcome odds of all kinds. And there you have it, a step-by-step -step guide to making writing a book blurb a much more enjoyable and easier process for you, and hopefully also making your back of book blurb more effective as a marketing tool. To recap, those steps in today's method include, number one, identify the genre and common tropes for your book. Number two, make a list of notes detailing what a reader can expect to get from your book. Number three, cross-list the notes that you just made from your book. Number four, find other books in your genre and check out what they did for their own back-of-book blurb. Number five, write three different back-of-book blurbs based on that sample size and then choose one as your main book blurb that you will use. And number six, your bonus step, write a distilled version of your book in just one sentence. Now, if the blurb that I shared here for Out of Control appeals to you, then you can grab a copy for yourself at saganmorrow.com books or at your favorite ebook store. It would mean so much to me if you want to celebrate, celebrate book release day today with me by getting a copy of this fun, lighthearted romance to read for yourself. Also, you can tune into episode 35 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast for an excerpt from Out of Control, or you can access a sample chapter of this book, Book 6 in the Polyamorous Passion series, on the secret version of this podcast at saganmorrow.com secretpodcast.
I would truly appreciate it so, so much if you would be willing to review Out of Control when you read it. If you post about this book on social media, please feel free to tag me at Sagan Lives so that I can see your review and repost it. Your posts and your book reviews make me do a happy dance in my living room. Okay, that about wraps up today's episode. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you struggle with writing book blurbs if you are an author? Did the tips in this episode help you out? And what appeals to you about book blurbs when you are trying to decide whether or not to read a story? I'm really curious to hear from you when you're choosing a book to read, what what turns you off or on when you're looking at a book blurb? Feel free to connect with me at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more that you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better that I can accommodate that. You can also submit your questions or topic ideas anonymously at saganmorrow.com question. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on iTunes. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. As with all the episodes here on Indie Author Weekly, you can access complete episode transcripts, sample chapters of the books, and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast at saganmorrow.com slash secretpodcast, so hop over there to check it out. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Indie Author Weekly podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.